truthers i'm gonna read you something here and i just want you to tell me yeah speak up even you know if you're at the back of class just speak up tell me if this sounds familiar to you right take a newspaper take a pair of scissors choose an article as long as you are planning to make your poem cut out the article then cut out each of the words that make up this article and put them in a bag. Shake it gently. Then take out the scraps one after another in the order in which they left the bag. Copy conscientiously. The poem will be like you. And here you are, a writer. Infinitely original, endowed with a sensibility that is charming though beyond the understanding of the vulgar. Tristan Sarah uh, writing the instructions on how to make a Dadaist poem. Um, I don't, I don't really know what that doesn't really have anything much to do with. Never believe it. It will all sort of uh, because people often describe this podcast as being Dadaist. Oh man, my heater just came on. I'm going to leave it on. You can just listen to that in the background while I talk. Um, just some like heater ASMR. Um, so people often describe Never Believe It as being a Dadaist podcast. We've described Never Believe It as being a Dadaist podcast, but what the fuck is Dada? Like, how is it a Dadaist podcast? Now, I, Sarah, went to art school, and the feeling that I feel whenever I am making Never Believe It is exactly the same as how I felt in first year of art school. Um, you know, you kind of come into this space and your tutors say to you, great, make some art. You can do anything. And you think, whoa, anything? I, I can I can make art no one else has made before. I Paintings? I don't want to make paintings. I'm going to stick string to the wall. Fuck yeah. Um, and you start just going hog wild. Um, trying stuff out and listen you're in first year of art school and most of the stuff you make is shit um, but you need to you have for the first time possibly in your life just complete creative freedom to go nuts and some of the stuff that you some of the string that you stick to the wall there's gonna be something in that some of what you make in first year of art school is gonna be good is gonna be the seeds of what then could become a greater practice. Now sometimes you finish art school and you think I fucking hate the art world, I'm gonna go into costume and then you try and go into costume and then there's kind of a global pandemic and like all the theatres shut down and the entire costume industry shuts down so kind of what have you got? Nothing left. You've only really got podcasting to do. Um, what was I saying? Some of the art you make in your first year of art school will be good. And I think Never Believe It really has that thing where it's a space to do anything, a space to experiment with, a space to think, hey, what if we made an episode where we just replaced all of us with soundboards of ourselves? Yeah, let's fucking do it. Let's release that. Is it going to be enjoyable to listen to? Are people going to like it? Yes. Yes, you are. 
other podcast that I do, or Ray does, or Riley does, or anyone who's been on it does, where we dispense with the need to make to be enjoyable. We discard listenability. We discard, you know, what people think. And when you do that, you know, the world opens up to you and you can make interesting audio. And I think maybe that discarding of enjoyability is is something that um, reminds me of Dada. Um, Because I went to art school and in art school, well, we were supposed to kind of read stuff. I never really did any of the readings. Um, Honestly, honestly, okay, I was gonna, for this um, essay episode, I was gonna like read out parts of the Dada Manifesto or several of the Dada Manifestos because there's like five. Um, but, like, they are fucking unintelligible. Like, they're meaningless. Intentionally so. Um, so, fuck that shit. I'm just gonna go on my general knowledge of, of Dada. And, and what Dada feels like to me is, you know, the 20... not 20... 19... 18... You know, post World War One, everything was going to shit, and a bunch of artists said, "Fuck this shit." Um, you know, we're not gonna make stuff that looks like anything. We're just gonna start dismantling meaning and dismantling images. And so, you know, so you have things like collage, and never believe it very much is a collage where we are cutting up a show, an anime, and reassembling it in a different manner to our liking to mean something else and uh, you know we say we hope to find truth and I don't know what that means I really don't know what that means another thing Never Believe It has that that feels dada to me is its inability to be monetized having said that we have made five dollars thanks colton for for buying our song on man cup um i think part of what dada was doing was challenging um kind of like kind of like um you know say if 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 we did a live show and instead of doing a live show we just kind of played a recording of of this podcast and we went up on stage and we started just we pressed the play button and we slowly turned it up and we slowly made it more distorted and we slowly just sort of kept doing this and said as we were doing this said oh you like this okay how about now do you still like this is this still art oh are you, are you still willing to pay for this oh you still like this and i think that's the deal with the fucking toilet right you know the toilet what's his face fucking who did toilet i've forgotten who did toilet and let me just google this Marcel Duchamp. Okay, so Marcel Duchamp did toilet, submitted a toilet, a urinal to a gallery, and everyone's like, oh, fucking... You know, this is the most fucking written about piece of art fucking ever. Because it made people start talking about what is art. Um, and people were like, this fucking toilet isn't art. And like, honestly, yeah, like, sure, whatever. But, so, if you Google anti-art and let it be known never believe it is anti-podcasting do it now just google anti-art there it is there's a fucking toilet um so like hey 
hey, me? I'm, point I'm pointing at Marcel Duchamp and I'm saying, oh, same hat. <laughs> um, and we're going, right, is this a podcast? Is this a podcast? Oh, how about now? Oh, you like this? Oh, you're still downloading these? I think that Never Believe It podcast might have similar reasons for making anti-podcasting as the, the Dadaists, the anti-artists, had for making their work, their nonsensical, unintelligible, fucking ugly bullshit nonsense that we love. And, you know, people people talk about oh, World War One, the chaos of the world, they were struggling to comprehend this awful, awful hellscape of a world they find themselves on, and honestly, like, that we... Hey. hundred years later, it's 2020. But I think I think um, it's it's a little bit deeper than that. I don't think, you know, you know, you don't really look at Dadaist art and go, "This is a response to World War One," and you know, neither should you look at Never Believe and go, "This is a response to the killings of George Floyd in June, um, twenty twenty." You know, it's not. It's more of a general response to the situation that we find ourselves in. Us personally is late stage capitalism. I don't I don't really know that much about what Germany was like in our no wait, where was it? I think Zurich was the place that one Dada club is or was in 1916. And I don't really know shit about um, the political situation at the time. Communism does seem to be mentioned very often in the Dada manifesto. Um, and okay, you know what? I said I wasn't going to read the Dada manifesto, but I actually I am um, because God bless. Okay, so this, um, so you know, I have here my Art and Theory 1900 2000 textbook um, or big book. It's a very useful book because it's so big, um, but I don't really know why I have it. Um, and there's a wee piece of text here um, from some Dadaists um, written in 1920 um, called What is Dadaism and What Does It Want in Germany? So it says here that Dadaism demands. One, the international revolutionary union of all creative and intellectual men and women on the basis of radical communism. The introduction of progressive unemployment through comprehensive mechanization of every field of activity. Only by unemployment does it become possible for the individual to achieve certainty as to the truth of life and finally become accustomed to experience. 3. The immediate expropriation of property brackets, socialization, close brackets, and the communal feeding of all. Further, the erection of cities of light and gardens which will belong to society as a whole and prepare man for a state of freedom. God bless their wee dadaist hearts. Of the, the statement goes on, there's more demands and stuff, but like you get the gist of people who wanted the world to be different, who wanted the world to be better. And, you know, we here and Never Believe It, <laughs> we make rather frequent allusions to communism. Um, we have hailed Oturan as our saviour, who's going to unionise his shadow clones against the evils of Lady Sunade, who represents capitalism. And 
boy if boy if I don't want that in real life. Um, but unlike the Dadaists of 1920, I'm fucking depressed and jaded, and I don't know what I can do about the mega corporations that run my life. So I make this podcast because I don't know what to do anymore. But a hundred years ago, in 1920, maybe they did know what to do. They had an idea that by dismantling art on what art was, according to the elite, they could dismantle capitalism. And that's amazing. That urge to destroy is so familiar to me as a narrow truther, as a narrow apostle. I want to tear down everything Kishimoto has built. Even though, okay, kind of, I, I do actually really like Naruto, but don't tell anyone. Um, here at Never Believe It, we want to tear down everything Kishimoto has built and replace it with. Well, we don't really have anything to replace it with. We don't know what we want. We don't know what Naruto is. We don't know what podcasting is, but we know what it isn't. We know that we want it gone. So what I'm saying here is that the reason we make Never Believe It the way we make it is much the same reasons as Marcel Duchamp put a fucking toilet in a gallery. Now, like, I hate talking about toilet because everyone talks about toilet, but toilet is really easy to talk about because it's so obvious. It's kind of dumb, really, and Never Believe It is also kind of dumb. We are simply making a podcast which sounds bad, and that's good, actually. Like, honestly, is the signboard episode of Never Believe It good? I I think it's a mood. It's something, definitely. It's something that possibly you've never heard before. You know, that you it's probably being done, but it's probably being done in a fucking fine art context where someone's made an audio piece in their first year of art school and submitted it for a grade and the teachers have gone, oh, very interesting, and said some critiquing stuff about the dissolution of the self and whatever. Um, also, the first 10 minutes of that episode, which I think is episode 17, are genuinely shit to me. Like, we shouldn't have put them in. We should have just put the soundboard part. We shouldn't have prepped anything, but whatever. Um, you know, that's out, and that's something we did, and that's something that will form a foundation for the rest of Never Believe It, and also the rest of our podcasts. Because I think something that I feel about data, whatever I think about data, is that it expanded the definition of what art is and, and you know, when you have a, a, like a, a guy who is going up on stage and doing a performance piece where he is just yelling noises and people are sitting down to watch that because it's something. It is something. And you take the blindfold off what people think theatre is. 
and then there are so many more places to go. There, the road map opens up on what art can be for the rest of the 20th century. And what I would like Never Believe It to do is open up the road map on what podcasting can be. And I think that's a very like arrogant thing to claim that Oh Never Believe It is, is expanding the definition of podcasting. Um, because people have, you know, been making weird audio pieces for, for years, but they've been in, in galleries and in first year art students hand in portfolio. They've not, I've never seen one in an RSS feed. And I've not seen many RSS feeds to be fair. But if you are listening to Never Believe It, you have a greater definition of what a podcast could be than the fucks who are just listening to my brother, my brother and me. And if you go and try and create a podcast, it's gonna be better. So I think you should go and do that now. Have fun. Hey, uh, so I recorded this um, between the hours of midnight and 3am a few nights ago and thought, great, fine. Um, And then I sent it to the Neurotruthers to get some feedback, see what they thought of it. And and they pointed out to me that toilet, the toilet was not made by Marcel Duchamp. Duchamp was taking credit of it. Um, since like 1950 he started taking credit for this toilet and he actually didn't make it, it was made by what's her name? Fucking these articles that I'm looking at say Duchamp's fountain actually made by a woman and that her name is like three sentences in. Okay Baroness Elsa von Freitag Leunhoven This explains so much because I hate talking about fountain because I don't want to talk about another um, mainline art history 20th century dude who's hailed as a genius by all like everyone who writes about him but the thing about fountain is it is good toilet good and understanding that Marcel Duchamp a man that I do not like did not make this fountain explains a lot behind why I like fountain actually I think it's good to me but have always hated talking about it because I don't want to acknowledge men. So yeah, fun facts. I've linked the articles that we find in the description. Um, Just thought you should know this. (laughs) 